Coming up, dates have been announced for this year's holiday celebration at Universal Orlando Resort, and I take you back into the park to look at more Halloween Horror Nights updates, plus a dining review. All of that on this week's episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. I'm your host, Craig Williams, and this week I'm all alone because Rhino is already on the way to Vancouver for our upcoming Alaskan cruise. And we're going to talk again about the holidays. I'm going to have a dining review for you from in the park, and I also take you around to see some of the latest updates for Halloween Horror Nights in terms of construction. And I will just put it out there right now. I already recorded the Halloween Horror Nights decor yesterday, and already overnight, uh, it already has changed. Not, I don't want to say drastically, but like specifically in the production central area. Uh, I was just looking at like blank trusses that were hanging up, and already now there are pumpkins being hung from those trusses. So things are moving so fast. So keep in mind, it will most likely be out of date by the you know next couple of days. But it is a snapshot in the moment of when I was at Universal Orlando Resort uh, very recently. But Okay, we are going to jump into the holidays right after I mentioned that this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content and you want to support us, please consider booking a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money and you get the support of an awesome Dreams Unlimited Travel agent. So head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for a free no obligation quote. Okay, holiday dates. When are the holidays kicking off at Universal Orlando Resort? Well, they begin on November 12th, and it's going to run daily through January 1st, 2023. And an important thing to note right off the top, the holidays are completely included in your day ticket to Universal Orlando Resort. So, you know, like over at Walt Disney World, they have Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party that is a special hard ticket event. That does not happen at Universal. You know, for Halloween, it does for Halloween Horror Nights. But for the holidays, every bit of entertainment is completely included in with your park ticket. So, uh, you know, you want to have a park to park ticket so you can experience all of the holidays or at least book multiple days if you're just doing one park ticket so that way you can see everything. But yes, it's all included. And what is included that is coming back this year? Well, of course, Universal's Holiday Parade featuring Macy's. This, of course, is a mixture of original floats featuring DreamWorks characters from Shrek, Madagascar, uh, Illumination's Despicable Me, and uh, plenty more floats. And then, of course, these awesome balloons like you would see in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And they also are themed to not only the holiday season, but also some of the characters from all of those movies that I just announced. And of course, 
The entire parade ends with Santa Claus, the one and only Santa Claus. And of I have to mention, too, with the entire parade, uh, there is awesome viewing all throughout Universal Studios Florida, not Islands of Adventure. This is exclusive to Universal Studios Florida. And with that being said, choose wherever you really want to watch the parade from. But if you want a, a nice special viewing of the parade we always recommend find a place in the new york area real close to the tree and the macy's facade because you will get to see santa light up the giant tree that's in the park so it it makes it for a little extra special experience but uh, personally i love watching it from hollywood as well too because that part of the park is really decorated well and yeah, it's uh it's usually not as crazy busy over there as well too. So you can you can get there a little later than you need to line up over in New York. But anywhere along the parade route there is no bad viewing. It is it's the same parade from every spot except in front of that tree where you get that special little tree lighting ceremony. Also in Universal Studios Florida on select nights, Mannheim Steamroller will be back once again to perform their holiday hits plus selections from the Grinchmas Hula Day Spectacular. And those dates, if I can look at them for a second, are December 3rd, 4th, 10th, and 11th. And they perform only at night. So make sure if you're going to the park on one of those days and you want to see them, you want to be in Universal Studios Florida near the Universal Music Plaza stage. Uh, And it's always in the evening. I want to say it's around 8 o'clock, but my memory does not probably serve me correctly uh, in this current instance. It's after the parade, at least. I I can tell you that. But uh, beyond those holiday offerings, also in Universal Studios Florida, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter Diagon Alley is decked out with tons of holiday decor. And then inside Wizarding World of Harry Potter Diagon Alley, Celestina Warbeck and the Banshees will be performing festive holiday tunes from the Wizarding World. It's very unique. I absolutely recommend stopping by to listening to her sing because uh, she is always fantastic, but it's it's nice to get something different during the holidays rather than the show that just happens all throughout the rest of the year. And then it wasn't mentioned technically in Universal's release about the news, but the Blues Brothers always usually put on their holiday review as well. It's never in any of the announcements, but uh, during the holiday season, they just change up their set list to be heavily revolving around Christmas music. And it's also or seen as well, too, if you're looking for extra festive fun. And of course, I'm sure there will be a tribute store inside of Universal Studios Florida as well for the holiday season. And there will probably be treats. There will be lots of merchandise and who knows what else will be with it. But I would expect that it wasn't wasn't in the announcement, but it's going to happen. It always happens. Why wouldn't it happen this time? But moving over to Islands of Adventure, of course, the entire park is decorated for the holidays. You'll find lots of Christmas decorations everywhere, but the area that gets the most love is Seuss Landing, and that is because of the one and only Grinch, of course, and 
the Grinchmas Holiday Spectacular will be back once again. So it will give you an opportunity to see a live retelling of Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And not only that, it features that music from Mannheim Steamroller. And yeah, you get to see the Grinch. Or, or if you want to see the Grinch, you can also do one of the meet and greets that they have inside Seuss Landing so you can actually get a picture with the Grinch in case you just don't want to see him in his performance. But there's also always Who's all around Seuss Landing during the holiday time. Uh, They freak me out a little bit. I will not lie about that. But they are very interactive and they are always having a good time. So what else could you ask for from a Who? I'm not quite sure. Then back in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Hogsmeade, they also have tons of decorations, special decorations for the Wizarding World. And if you want to check out holiday entertainment, the Frog Choir actually also performs a special holiday set that is different from their normal arrangement of music. But at night, you want to catch the magic of Christmas at Hogwarts Castle. It is the projection show that is just absolutely stunning and beautiful. Of all of the projection shows that they do in the Wizarding World, it is by far my favorite. You know, it's not like over-the-top Christmas holiday-oriented. It just has that nice light touch in the the snow falling on the castle. It is absolutely perfect. So that is the highlights for what to expect at Islands of Adventure. But, of course, there will be holiday fun in Universal City Walk and all throughout the different resort hotels. So all of those details will be coming in the future, plus, you know, more details about merchandise, food and beyond. So stay tuned for so much more on that. But with all of that being said, we are now going to head to Universal Studios, Florida. Not I mean, I guess all of us, me specifically and me yesterday, but we're all going to Universal Studios, Florida. We're going to have a good time. We're going to eat some food. We're going to see some HHN sets in progress. And I think that's about it. So let's go. I've already completed a lap here at Universal Studios Florida, and I've seen all of the construction updates for Halloween Horror Nights, and I promise I'm going to show them off. But before I get to that, I am hungry. It is lunchtime, and I haven't eaten anything yet, so I need to get a little bit of food. And I'm standing right out front of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, so I want to get something Potter-related, and I think I'm going to go for a jacket potato. It's at the Stand in the London area, that's right across the way from Grimmauld Place. And I don't think we've ever actually reviewed it before. So obviously we'd be able to get more than one if Rhino was here with me. But since I'm solo, I'm just going to pick whatever one sounds best to me and go from there. So let's go ahead, get a jacket potato, see how it is. I had a hard choice to make, but I chose what seemed best to me. And that was the shepherd's pie jacket potato. They, all the jacket potatoes are $10.49. They had one that was just beans and cheese, and then they had one that was broccoli and cheese, and then there was one that was just loaded. And if you don't know what a jacket potato is, it is essentially a loaded baked potato. And so mine is a baked potato with a shepherd's pie all over top of it, and then cheese. And with the shepherd's pie, of course, we've got the meat filling. I see peas. I'm sure there's a little carrots in there, but it looks very hearty and i'm gonna be completely honest it's a hot day i don't know if a loaded baked potato was the best decision but it looks absolutely delicious i have not had 
the shepherd's pie jacket potato before and I'm very excited to try and I will eat as much of it as I can. I'm gonna try to not spill it all over me at the same time too. So here goes nothing. I'm a couple bites into this jacket potato and unfortunately it is on the bland side. The the potato itself, you know, it's, it's a baked potato, so I expect it to not be uh, super seasoned on the inside because it's a baked potato. That's why they give you the, the salt, pepper, butter with it if you want to try to jazz it up to the next level. But the shepherd's pie portion is, I'm pretty sure, the same kind you get in Leaky Cauldron, and it's just, it's slightly under-seasoned. And putting salt and pepper on it does help it a little bit, but they only give you so much, and ultimately, I don't want to do that much work with it. But I'm just on my first bites. The cheese is now, like, fully melted into it, so that might make a big impact. And as soon as I eat a little bit more, I'll update you on it. I feel like I finally got the right blend of salt, pepper, and then the cheese mixed into it and I'm starting to really enjoy this. And the problem is I'm about uh, maybe at the halfway mark, maybe a little bit under that, but I'm getting very full because this was a big baked potato. So I'm gonna keep plowing through it and see, see if I can finish it all. I, I mean, I know I will. I'm not gonna leave any food behind, but it's gonna be very difficult. I'm finished with my shepherd's pie jacket potato and I'll say it was good and I overall really enjoyed it. I'm extremely full, so for $10.49, the amount that you get is obviously very, very good. It is, is definitely a good deal for what you're spending. I love the fact that the jacket potatoes, you have two options to get vegetarian versions with the beans one and then also the broccoli one. So it's a good spot if you're not a meat eater that you can still have something. And yeah, overall, even though I had to add the salt and pepper, I, I still think I would recommend it. I wish it just was a little bit more flavorful, but it still really hit the spot for me today. The only other thing I would say about it is I wish they had more seating in the Wizarding World area directly because this is not a grab-and-go type meal. This is definitely one that you have to sit down and eat with a fork and a knife. So your options basically are find a bench and then cut it all up on a bench. You can also head over to Springfield, use that seating area, and go to the kid zone area, use that seating area, or you can do like I did and head to San Francisco and there's seating right like on the other side of Lombard, still very close to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. But yeah, you need to find a place to sit down if you're going to eat these jacket potatoes. And yeah, I don't think I don't think you can go wrong with them. So 11 and change if you don't have an annual pass. You do have an annual pass. It's under $10 for it. So can't really go wrong, just like the, the crepes, because those are also a very good deal, as we talked about recently. But it's time to look at all of the Halloween Horror Nights construction. So I'm going to pop in San Francisco and kind of zigzag my way through the park. We'll take a look at everything. Standing out front of the exit of Fast and Furious Supercharged, there is no longer just scaffolding. It is now a complete set, and it looks like there will be a big show element on this stage. There's a cauldron on the left side. There's all these markings that are carved into the stone. A big giant door, like a horn sticking out of it. A very menacing eye over top of the door, all carved into the stone. I mean, this thing looks, uh, looks creepy looks creepy for sure and it definitely has that like witchcraft 
feeling to it, but also like ancient mystic arts, I, I guess is the best way for me to put it, considering I know nothing about anything. But I'm definitely impressed with the, the look of this scare zone here in San Francisco. We are now circling back around the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and heading towards Springfield, USA. And along the way, we have some food booths set up to look at. We love a good themed food booth. On the way to Springfield, USA, on the bridge, there is a giant pumpkin booth. And when I mean a giant pumpkin booth, I mean it is a giant pumpkin. And I absolutely love it. Last year, this was the booth that was featuring uh, Wicked Growth style food, which was also pumpkin oriented. So if this is just pumpkin stuff again, I will be very, very happy. Just in front of Doc Brown's train, right as you exit Springfield, USA, or when you're entering, I guess, depending on which way you're going, there's another food booth set up. There is a bunch of blood smears all over it. So maybe it's something slaughterhouse related. Maybe it is people getting slaughtered there. I don't know, but someone had a bad day. There's another booth set up in front of the Kids Home Pizza Company, and I don't quite know how to describe it because it has like a very gothic church feel, but it's more than that. It's uh, like worn stone and above where you would pick up your food at, there's like a marking on it that's a skull with a bat and then more characters that I just don't even know what they're from. When I mean characters, I mean like carvings, writings. And then on the sides and up above, there's this like stained glass look to it, which that's what gave me the impression of a church, but then it almost seems like it's a where a mad scientist would be or uh, maybe a wizard or something doing lots of weird experiments and stuff because I, 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 don't, I don't even know how to describe what I'm looking at. There's like... It looks like they're either lanterns or jars that are illuminated, but either way, it just, it feels like some wizardry, but not like the kind you'd see in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. The next booth in front of animal actors is a lot easier to describe because it is just a giant wooden structure. There are three scarecrows with pumpkin heads and then a very ominous pumpkin character right in the middle of it. So yeah, very, very easy to describe compared to the last one. Walking through Central Park now, and the last time I was here looking at all the updates, I would say that this was one of the uh, least developed for Halloween Horror Nights so far, and I would still say that's the case because nothing has changed, whereas in all of the other different scare zones, they have seen updates. So maybe they've added a couple more lanterns in here, but uh, in terms of big big changes there's nothing but still have that that stage set up right as you enter or right as you exit and uh that second level with the ladders to get up there but that's it for central park it's very noisy in hollywood because despicable me characters just came out so i'm actually going to change my course and i'm going to head up to new york and check out what's been changed there Marilyn Monroe was finishing up her thing down at the end of New York, so we'll try to take our time on the opposite end and see what we can see around here. And I know there are a couple things right away to point out. Some may be exciting, some maybe not. But the first thing I'll walk towards is this little uh, 
little setup here on the corner. We've got more hay and then there is something that has a tarp over it. I'm not sure what it is. Maybe someone else has already seen it before. I haven't. So for me, it's just a tarp. And then across the way in the Sting Alley area, we have what appears to be an actual butcher shop this time. So unlike the one I saw over near Kid Zone in Springfield that just had blood stains all over it, this we actually have meat, which for me would imply this is definitely going to be a food booth set up around a butcher shop. And this is in Sting Alley area in New York, so we'll actually go a little bit further in so we can see more of the booth set up. But it is just right around the corner here and all the food prep area is there. We got more meats in the counter. It's gonna be a nice little booth back here, tucked away. A prop has been added to the little set in front of Revenge of the Mummy. And I'm not getting my hopes up, but again, it has a tarp over it. And to me, it looks like it could be maybe some sort of animal, maybe a mini horse, a little Sebastian. That would be super, super exciting, but just have to wait to see when it's uncovered. And speaking of Revenge of the Mummy, as you can tell, it is still not open yet. One day, maybe, one day, end of summer. In front of the Tribute Store area where the tractor ran into the tent and knocked everything over, there is now a tarp that I'm assuming has a body under it, probably flung over from the accident. But that's just a guess. I don't know who else would be driving the tractor into the tent, but it's probably a body. The judge's booth has not changed at all from last time I was here looking at everything, but another new addition is just off to the right side of the judge's booth, and that is a truck that has the Major Sweets Candy Company logo on the side. So, big, big truck. Just parked here off the side. Wonder if they have anything to do with what's happening in this zone? Probably. I mean, with the, the terror and madness that's happened in the zone. The summer tribute store in the theater has sadly closed, but because it is closed, that means soon we will have the Halloween Horror Nights tribute store. Very, very exciting. There are two more booths set up in New York, and they are pretty nondescript as far as things go. Like, there's one here that just says trick-or-treat at the top, has like two menacing eyes and then a giant menacing mouth in the middle. Usually there are more off to the side. Right now that it's all construction walled off right around the, the holiday store and and moving all the way up towards Revenge of the Mummy area. So hopefully that comes down and they'll be able to shove more booths in there or maybe that's part of why having the extra one in, in New York in the Sting Alley area. I, I'm not quite sure. Well, I just have to wait and see. And the other is the exact same nondescript architecture that's the, you know, stone or the brick i almost said stone but brick at the bottom and then the siding and this one has what looks to be like trapped souls trying to get out through a window person reaching out from the dead maybe a very kind of blurred image of what looks like to be a person lit 
trying to find their way out of a bed sheet. I really have no idea what's happening here. The scaffolding is now set up in Production Central for the first scare zone that you'll hit. If you're heading straight back into the park in between Despicable Me, Minion Mayhem, and what used to be Shrek. Now we are going to loop around to Hollywood and we're gonna wrap this up. Upon first glance, nothing really changed in Hollywood until you really start looking into the details here in Metalwood Cemetery. So what I mean by that is they've added all this extra detail around the structures and sets that have already been here. You know, vines that are dying. That's, that's basically it, but we'll go through it all. So that's what you see in the first entrance. And then that's exactly what you will see again as you start making it towards the next set. I don't feel like this little pot planter was here on the side before of a woman holding a small pot. It might have been and I just didn't notice it. But I'm not the most observant when it comes to these things. I can miss stuff. Oh, I forgot too for my first time walking through here that they did add extra planters. So technically there are new sets, but I wouldn't really call them sets. They are just uh, trees that are surrounded by extra plants and then they're set up in a box. So those have been added. So everything is very foliage based that has been set up in here now. And I count at least two of those trees set up in here. But yeah, they've added so much detailing to the sets that were previously here. We got some pine going on, love a good pine. We've got speakers here set up on the side of this one arch. Couldn't think of what an arch was. You have this crying girl statue down to the side. That's really sad. Wonder what went wrong in her life, but that's not for me to know and or decide. And again, more trees feel like I'm just going to keep saying trees over and over again. Let me know if you're tired of me saying trees. It's not going to make a difference because this will already long be over. Hey, wow, more trees, more trees there. And wow, more trees there. Oh, but over here on this side, we have more speakers as well too on this arch. We have a wreath. So I can't just say trees. We have a full-blown wreath. That's fun. And then another creepy statue. This time she's not crying. She's holding a pot and uh, kind of a jug, I should say. There's extra dead foliage coming out of whatever's in her hand. She just looks sad. Someone needs to cheer her up. It's not gonna be me. But across the way, what, <laughs> I can't believe it. More trees. We have more trees. But beyond that too, we have a black wreath. So whoever this is mourning, it's extra sad, I guess. I don't know. Again, I don't know. We have pots. I don't believe the pots were there before. Another wreath, wreaths and trees. That's what I should name this all. Wreaths and trees. Oh my gosh, look, another tree. We've got another tree. And oh my gosh, we have another tree, but this is an exciting tree because we have a gargoyle statue set up in front. And uh, this is a medicine gargoyle. It's got those cobwebs on them. Very, very spooky. He's haunting my dreams, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> okay, moving across the way, we have another mausoleum type area and 
you're never gonna believe what's on here. We've got trees, we've got foliage, we've got a wreath, and then we've got this statue of a much happier girl off to the side. She's holding grapes, she's having a great time, and uh, really loving the fact that she's made of marble, I'm assuming, and nothing could go wrong with her, I'll tell you that much. Across the way, we have another set that is full of trees, and no wreaths on this one, but foliage. We've got that foliage. And then finally, our last set piece here in Hollywood. You'll never believe it. We've got trees, and we've got foliage. Trees and foliage. And that's it for me here at Universal Studios Florida. It's getting windy. It's probably going to rain, so I'm heading home. And with that... Our show is over, so we will see you again real soon with another episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. If you enjoyed the show and you want to support us, you're watching this on YouTube, please hit the thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, leave comments, questions, and video suggestions in the comments section. And if you're listening to this, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if it's through Apple Podcasts, please leave a five-star rating and review wherever possible. And if you want to support us more, you can always book a trip through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Get a free no-obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. But that's going to do it for me this week. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening and watching. And remember, we still haven't changed the name.